A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, we good? A grain of rice, a, a, a grain of rice, is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lads. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show him. Then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Okay, welcome everybody. Um, another GA podcast, above in Irish Examiner HQ, headquarters, even. Um, Joined in studio by a couple of legends of the game, O'Shane McConville, obviously of Armagh fame, Donegal O'Connor from Cork, uh, Tony Lean and Larry Ryan on sound. The last two wouldn't be legends of the game, just the first two. Donegal, just coming up in the car, actually, I was thinking, I have too much time in the car coming up. That's my problem, actually, every, every Monday. I have too much time in the car. Were we, were we in college in first year at the same year in Chile IT? It was, is, that, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. See, I, I, this is an interesting one now. UCC has kind of coined that phrase, University College Kerry, for the amount of footballers that come out of there. The Kerry guys, Sean O'Shea, and all these fellas that come up and make their name playing football in UCC. You were blown UCC, or in, in Chile IT. I can remember a first year of Freshers All-Ireland semi-final or something like that, where, where you were not... You were not on the team, if I'm correct. I don't know if you even got a jersey for that game. Is that am I? Did I make that up, or is no, that no, right? You're correct, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and more about the crack at the time, though. I suppose. More but, about um, the crack at the time. Uh, yeah. I, to be honest, uh, if I uh, thought about it, I'd probably uh, think about uh, the, the actual team. But I remember off the top of my head. No, I can't think of some of them. But I, I remember it was a strong team, like so. It wasn't that Well, it, I think you should have got a jersey anyway, uh, man, yeah. in fairness. But, yeah. I, but I was only thinking then of Rory Dean, like the same story. Rory's actually blowing Tree IT. Well, he was. I'm, was not, I'm not sure if he's there anymore. But, and I saw Did him play know? for Tree a couple of years ago, the IT, and I was thinking he didn't look anything like what he looked like on Saturday night, you know. Uh, and it's just amazing how, how Tree IT is actually turning into a hotbed of Cork footballers and UCC kind of going the other way with Tree. But I suppose to kick off with, with that Munster final on Saturday, what were your kind of... What were your big draws out of the game when you, you know when you sat down and watched it? Obviously, um, yeah, I thought I suppose Cork obviously they went seven points down and um, it didn't look good. And I just thought that they showed real good grit to to stick in there and and to fight back. And um, I, I was impressed with it. like I thought our two wing backs were outstanding, uh, Limo Donovan as well, Matty Taylor. Um, like Limo Donovan, I must have had five or six turnovers, like and. Um, like he's only a rookie and I just I thought really like he really stuck at it like in for parts of the game he looked completely on his feet but it, maybe it's just the way he looks in the game but I, I thought he was outstanding um, I thought defensively like we were we were left one on one a few times and I think Lockery and Kevin uh, they did reasonably well like um, I thought I know Clifford scored three or four points from play but I, I thought Kevin Flaive did fairly uh, decent job in him like and there was never any 
stage during the game, I said, geez, they have to make a switch here. I always felt that he was, you know, he was holding his own. So defensively, um, when we were down five or six points, I thought we we stuck at it and and, and just yeah. stayed in the game yeah. and and did well. And like that whole game, that whole game was kind of a throwback game. Like it was, it was like there was no real kind of massive bodies behind the 45. You know, I know when Kerry went down to 14 men, they, they tended to go a little bit more defensive. But generally, it was kind of win your own battle and we'll kick in the ball and, and, and see what comes out of it. Somebody, tell you what I know, somebody um, who shall remain nameless was on to me from Kerry on Thursday, you know, and they were saying, what about these two wing-backs? You know, Taylor and Donovan, like, you know, can we get at them? And I, I was like... Oh man, you can, you know, I mean, they're rookies, you know, they're, they're going to be in big trouble here. I think if you start them going backwards, I said, they're not bad on the front foot now, but if you start them going backwards, I think, to be honest with you, you'll put them in big trouble. And especially like with Nathan Walsh, who's my own club man here in Cork, I was kind of saying, you know, he's a rookie too, like, and these are guys, obviously, that are going to be Achilles heels. And in actual fact, Donna, because you say it was the complete opposite. I mean, I thought Flav did actually really well, as well as anybody could do on Clifford with that quality of ball going into Clifford. Um... But like Matty Taylor, Donica and, and Liam, they're they're serious finds. They are, yeah. Um, like, I, I, and I know, especially Matty, he loves going forward. But to be fair, he, he wasn't found wanting going the other way either the last day. And um, uh, maybe to just the way the game was going, that he found himself going forward more often than going back. But like, do you know, I suppose if he if he can have his whoever he's marking going on the back foot straight away didn't maybe he won't have to do as much defending as he would but I, I, I thought the two of them were outstanding yeah. mm. but it, it was a big it was a big turnaround obviously for Cork I know we were all kind of joking the last couple of weeks about you know the challenge game circuit and how they were putting a pile of stock into a couple of challenge games when maybe there weren't the emphasis of the other teams that they weren't really trying to win those games but it, it genuinely looks like they've found something though some kind of positivity that have come out of those challenge games and into Limerick and while they lost the game like it's like it's like they kind of found a bit of their identity again. I think you know for me, like like Rory Dean is a guy who just reminds me so much of of um, of uh, he's gone out of my head now. Pierce oh, O'Neill, Pierce O'Neill. Like yeah. it's just the guy is relentless. That he's just going to keep running at you. If you stop him nine times, he's going to come again the tenth. And like I just thought he really showed like as a as a real leader for Cork and. Uh, and just the way he kept going and tackling and running at guys, and he and he pulled everybody else along with him. And, and like you said, they started off and got themselves into a big hole at the start of the game. And and but for you know a great save. Remember that one where Clifford won a ball in the end line. Tom Sullivan had kicked him in a ball. He flicked it over mm. Flav's head. Played a great hand pass to Shawnee Shea. Like that would have that would have been two five to a point if Shawnee Shea had converted. And keeper just makes a makes a great touch. But like Cork just showed a bit of resilience to, and backbone, which they didn't do last year to to pull themselves out of that hole again. I, I, I actually I met Paddy Kelly about two or three Fridays ago, Mike, um, for a coffee one Friday evening. And I know I, I, I still can picture his face, the way he was looking at me when I was actually saying this. He was kind of saying, you know, you taking the piss now again. But I had actually watched Cork train one night and then about a week later, they had their press night done in Park Irene. And you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're generally kind of beginning to amble in and, you know, do their stretching and stuff when you see them anyway. And I thought they looked physically in great, great trim. Now, I, I had heard that they'd been putting in a massive body of work over the spring. like, And, yeah, I know the challenge game thing and all that, but you just got the vibe that there was something building. And some of the things that, you know, Kerry people say actually have more than a grain of truth. And Fitzmaurice said it in Saturday's paper where... You know, a confident Cork player is a dangerous animal. There just hasn't been that in them for a while. I mean, 
Oshin, I don't know what I mean. I'd like to hear your thought just on Cork, probably more than anything, because you'd have been saying to me last week, like this is the potential to be a blowout. Yeah, uh, the, the the major question that I have in my head is why did it this? Why did it take the 2019 for people to say Cork play with a bit of fire and a bit of a bit of badness on it? They were, you know, they played man to man on them and. I know Donnick is here, so this is awkward. But uh, <laughs> but why 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 did it take to now to to find a performance like this? Forget about about. Uh, I still think tactically they they are a little bit naive. Um, I also think that individually that they mightn't be as talented as Kerry are, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. What my problem has been with with Cork over the last number of years is. Then when I come down to it, they weren't up for the fight. Mm. Saturday night, they were up for the fight. If that's the benchmark, if they can hold on to that benchmark, if they did not fall below that, then they can keep improving, improving, improving. And a winning mentality and bringing players into a squad that uh, there seems to be good vibes around. If you're saying that they're working hard, whoopie do that. They're working hard. Everybody else in the country mm. is working hard. That's the standard that they that they should have set five years ago mm-hmm. and the fact that they're getting to that standard now you can see it in the performance uh, you obviously didn't read Dun- the interview with Dunica so in Sardis paper because I don't think Dunica you disagree with him certainly since 2015 you, I think you were kind of alluding to the same point in that interview on Saturday yeah um, yeah and I, I suppose just hearing like yourself I suppose hearing bits and pieces they're they're, they're um, They've really gelled together as a squad in there, and um, it makes a difference. I think when it comes down to it, you know, like in a tight game, if your squad is really tight and 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 get on well, uh, just not on the field but off the field as well, I think it helps a lot. And um, I'm not saying the last couple of years haven't been a tight group or anything, but it just <clears throat> maybe didn't click when it should have clicked. And um, a couple of small things throughout the year. Um, might help that and like I know we went down to Division 3 but some of the losses this year were probably tough losses for them and it might have actually even gelled them even more because mm. it was either sink or swim and you know like they decided to probably swim together like and it probably gelled them even the younger lads coming through uh, even more like you know they all were up for the fight then I'm sorry Mike I'm in I'm kind of intrigued um, I'd love to know like the Ronan McCarthy factor here, Oshin, you know, uh, like, there's a, you know, I have I, I, great admiration for him, for his stickability and his resilience, because this was a guy, yeah. Donica knows this, this was a guy who was under massive pressure last year, was under massive pressure at the start of this year, even during the league, like people in the county board were getting calls from all over the county, this guy has to go, you know. He wasn't, I'm not telling to any tales out of school, like during the league, He, you know, certainly the early parts, Mike, he wasn't even the flavour of the month within the group. Yeah. But he has that thing about him, Dunica knows him at least as well as I do. Like, he has that resilience, Dunica, doesn't he, as a personality. Like, I mean, excuse my French, but he doesn't give a shit what people think of him. He's going to do what he's going to do. And he's the kind of guy, he's as straight as a ramrod and... You know, I don't think, in fairness to him, and again, Dunica, you might prove me wrong, that he's your, an arm around the shoulder type of manager. I don't think he's that kind of guy. But I think he's the kind of guy, if you're with him, then he's with you 100%. And I think maybe what Dunica's talking about there, about that kind of 
that kind of you know bond that's beginning to get there that that was evident i think there's a small bit of that in that there's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a relationship maybe developing now between Ron and and the group is that is that a fair point donica yeah it is and uh, it takes time i suppose for that yeah. to to happen um and like you know Ronan, i think he he kind of leaves it up to his players to maybe sort out a problem like on the field or anything like that, you know. And he kind of he wants everyone to take responsibility themselves, and like he isn't going to be putting the hand around your shoulder and you know tell you you know work. He wants you to work it out, like so. He is kind of it, it probably it probably put him under pressure because he was leaving it up to lads to see can they sort it out themselves. We'll say on the pitch if there was a spare man somewhere, like instead of him telling giving instructions to you know all the time he wants players on the field to to sort it out themselves and maybe that put him under a bit of pressure because maybe we lost one or two league games because of problems that maybe he wanted the boys to to solve themselves on the pitch if that mm. makes sense yeah, yeah and you know i suppose if you if you weren't sure you wouldn't kind of have realized that Kerry were playing in the game as well and everybody was very interested to see how how Kerry were going to look especially after you know the last to mayo the kind of poor performance in the second half against Clare and everybody's still looking for who's going to be this team that's going to challenge Dublin and uh, I'm not sure Roisin if we saw much on Saturday night to suggest that you know Kerry might be that team we didn't but I think there's been a bit of an overreaction to uh, you know the performance because I still think that uh, Kerry have a bit of finding out about themselves and I'm not sure if that if that was going to happen against Cork on Saturday night, so I think there are. You mean you mean even even with that game, Kerry still have more to find out about themselves. I think so. I, I think that uh, the Super Eights are going to be really beneficial for them. Um, they're in there with Donegal, okay? So that's the game that that they find out plenty yeah, there. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the game to be looking to. And do you know what? I think they can they can match up okay with Donegal. Um, my benchmark is still looking down. I, I'm I'm still looking down the lane, and I'm trying not to, mm. you know, to the to the to the Dublin equation. And if that is a possible uh, semi final pairing, they're not fit for Dublin just yet. But look, we can't measure everything against Dublin. But I think uh, they still will find a bit out about themselves in that. Uh, in in the next because you're talking about the, you made a point about Ronan McCarthy not giving a shit about you know what people think he's obviously in his mid 40s is he yeah because I, I spent most of my 20s and 30s saying I don't care what people think and I really fucking cared what people yeah, think yeah, yeah. you know excuse the language but uh, I, I really did care what people think Peter Keane is somebody who who seems to who seems to not take the criticism on board who seems to be able to go about the plan he seems to have a definite plan about what he wants to do does he uh, though he, does he does he though well, okay okay like well, my, well, my, can, can, I, can I just <coughs> my, my, my thing on, on Saturday night was I was really I went to Parky Cueve looking to see like Kerry's, Kerry's kind of legacy issue for the last number of years has been can we how can we develop something defensively that's really sound to protect guys inside there especially against teams that we know like Cork are going to run the ball down your throat that is their that is their identity and it has been for years and and like if anything Cork just just it was like somebody mentioned like a super highway down the middle of the field that there was nobody getting hand on anybody and 
and it was a recurring thing throughout the game and it's been like that for a while and I think like you're talking about finding out stuff in the Super 8 I think you found out you know now this is a big issue that needs to be solved before you go into to face Donegal or any of the rest of them you know I agree but as far as Kerry's concerned I think that with Kerry there is no perfect solution to that I don't think that they suit playing uh, defensive football I think what I've seen of them during the league and the two wing half forwards walking back into uh, sort of some sort of defensive shape is as good as they're going to get. I think he realises that there's a certain amount of uh, what happened the other night that he's going to have to suck up. N- not maybe as much as, as what happened yeah. the other night, but yeah. uh, there's a certain amount of that that he's just going to say, you know, those things are going to happen and we're going to be better going forward. It's it is it's it's dangerous and but there's no obvious solution. He doesn't have the personnel to to plug the holes. The I mean, you see and see and Tag Morley at full back, and you're thinking, I like Tag Morley because he's aggressive. Mm. I liked when when Kerry won the league, which is now two years ago. Um, the full back the the full, the the defense they played that day was Shanahan who I. I Ronald Shannon, yeah. I don't know where he. I He's in America where. actually right now. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Morley was in the defence that day. Give me a couple more. Shane Enright was the other cornerback. Jason Foley was probably on. No, Jason Foley didn't not? play. No. Gavin White. No, he didn't play either. Um, but, but again, see but but the point I want to make is that it was aggressive. It was very very aggressive, and they were tough, and they matched up with Dublin that day. I can't see O'Sullivan, Sherwood, Gavin White, Murphy, or Foley um, matching up with guys like that. Mm-hmm. I can see them matching up against uh, against a Donegal or somebody like that because they're not as 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 physical, um, but not against not against the Dubs. So that's not going to cut the mustard. But he, does he have any other solutions? I mean, th- from what I've seen in him during the league and from what I've seen of them, obviously in a couple of games in the championship. The personnel is not there unless you tell me that unless you can tell me something. Well, Mike was look. I mean, I throw this out. I mean, you know, Mike is talking about the legends around the table. Okay, so you don't have the personnel. I mean, that is a hundred percent, Mike. I mean, for some reason, we seemed like we seem to have lost the generation. I mean, I go back even over the last ten years. You know, you look at like I mean, you look at like Tom Sullivan. You look at Seamus Moynihan. You even look at Fitzmaurice. You look at Breen from the generation before. Mike all they, yeah, all they wanted to do, Oisin, was defend. Yeah. You know, they took massive pride in defending because you've just got a different generation of footballer now with a different mindset. Um, and so, I don't know what you think about this, but. Isn't the solution obvious in the sense of if you don't have the personnel, you're not going to parachute them in in a transfer market. Surely to God then, Mike, the system or the the, the solution has to be systematic. Absolutely. You've got to actually go back. I mean, that awful word like that, you know, you get thrown out of Kerry for saying like, you've got to probably have a sweeper. You've got to have a... I know it's sacrilege to say it, (laughs) but like you don't have the personnel to go man to man, in my view, Kerry. And... Like, with the best will in the world, what Cork did on Saturday night is going to be replicated, triplicated, once they start getting up to the business end of the season. Yeah, and I'm, like, I wouldn't be advocating that, we, you know, you need to have 13 men behind the ball. That's not Kerry's way, and, and that's not something Peter Keane's going to buy into. He's, he's a traditionalist in the, in the purest sense of that. But 
like like Kerry had a sweep. Jack Sherwood was playing as a sweeper for a lot of the game on on Saturday night, and it it wasn't effective because of of how good Cork were running the ball. But I, I I'm not saying that you're gonna it's gonna change tack and we're get a, gonna get new personnel. I'm just saying. Like these last three games against Mayo, Clare and Cork have highlighted a really specific issue. You need to improve defensively and you need to stop conceding goal chances. So if it's not personnel because we don't have Mike Max and Seamus Moynihan's and fellas going to fall out of the sky, then you need to improve them in terms of their collective team defence. And, and, and like that's something you take away from, from those three games. Before you hit the Super 8s, there's no point figuring out after you're knocked out of the Super 8s, geez, we got to do this. We, now, now is the time to do it because it's a glaring issue that's right in front of you. I'm, I'm, I'm a United fan um, I'm going to declare that now but I, I'm a United fan and we, I've been ta- people have been talking about the United way and the way Mourinho was playing wasn't the United way and Solskjaer come in and it's, it's, it improved initially and then it's gone again I, I, don't, I don't even know what Kerry's way is anymore because mm. they've, they, uh, under Fitzmaurice they uh, tinker with different systems I was in Monaghan last year and Clonus I think maybe you were there uh, when they didn't play a sweeper, haven't played a sweeper, and that was the day that, you know, a sweeper probably would have walked in front of McManus. But uh, I, I just think that I'm not sure what the carry way is anymore. And I, I think that they may have to go a little bit like Cavan have gone up until yesterday, and that is pretty much gung-ho. Mm. And and uh, a frenetic, because they have... They have a huge amount of pace. I'm still worried about them around the middle of the field. Um, I, I don't know if that's if if Moran and Barry are, are you know are the answer to that questions. But if you're not winning initial possession and you're not great at the back, there isn't a worse mix in Gaelic football right now. <laughs> <laughs> but have good forwards. Yeah. Go ahead, Jonica. Like obviously, you you've seen enough of the of those carry backs that Tony was talking about, guys that would you know cut you in two for a ball, and and obviously those guys aren't there now. But like what you know, you're a guy that played against them, and you know you're looking at this current crop. What's your kind of you know take on that defensive issue that carrier obviously? Yeah. Uh, well, I suppose there was like Mac O'Shea would have been in there as well with them. Like, so they're all. He wasn't bad now, to be fair. No, you know, he was he okay. Yeah. forgot him, O'Shea, yeah. actually. Mark O'Shea, one of the uh, greatest cornerbacks of all time. O'Shea doesn't give him a shout out. Yeah, so like. Sorry, Mark. Uh, like they used to go forward when the opportunity came, like, but more often than not, all they cared about was keeping their man scoreless. And like, I, I remember we were in a meeting one time and we were talking about, you know, that the carry backs will, will stay with you. So if you create an overlap, keep going because they won't leave their men. Like, you know, and we were kind of, you saw maybe a few clips years ago of that happening, but like, it probably said a lot that all they cared about was keeping their men scoreless mm-hmm. that time. Like, do you know what I mean? And, and, and they were really tough, tough opponents. Like, uh, you could have named five or six of them there that we just named. I just don't see the, the same, um, maybe fight out of the backs that Kerry have at the moment like I don't think any of the Kerry backs at the moment like if you were a cock forward and one of them obviously Gavin White you would say because he's just blistering pace but I'm saying if you're in the full forward line like I don't think Brian Hurley or Michael Hurley or Mark Collins would say oh no I do have to mark this fella for an hour Jesus Mm. he's really pissing me off or whatever like I don't see any bit of fear from um, a full forward saying I must mark this fella for a whole hour or he must mark me or whatever yeah. uh, it, it just 
They don't hit you and say, oh, yeah, this fella is, is, is top class. Scary, like. yeah. Now, Tom Sullivan probably did a good job from the full back line in, in, in terms of having fellas going the other way. You also forgot Tomas O'Shea here. I just remembered O'Shea in Europe. I, did, well, I didn't no, mention any of them. You left Tomas out of the mix as well. But, like, yeah, that's obviously, look, I mean, for Kerry moving forward, if, if you know, not even talking about Dublin this year, but for them to actually make the improvements that they need to make, like you had five Kerry guys that were making their, their debut, you know, their Munster final debut on Saturday night, and that's still a big step up for mm-hmm. Shane Ryan and Darren Mine and Jack Sherwood and all these fellas. So that's, like, that's, that's a good thing. They also, you know, suffered, obviously, the loss of, you know, Paul Ganey when he got sent off, maybe one of the few refereeing decisions that went against Kerry. But they showed a bit of... You know, you, we've mentioned resilience. They showed a bit of know-how and experience for an inexperienced group. While Cork had the momentum to actually steer that game home and 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 get their get their win. Yeah, win. But, but sorry, Mike, but I mean, but was that not almost a template in itself by accident? I thought I actually thought Kerry's shape and structure was a way better in the last 15 minutes. When they were down to 14. Absolutely. And they had, and that's when Stephen O'Brien, as an outlet, really started coming into the game, working across the half-forward line. Clifford started getting back into the game again. I don't know whether that was accidental, but genuinely, I thought Kerry's shape and structure was better when they went down to 14 men. I'd, I'd say a par- part of that as well, though, was that Cork, Cork because they were, and they'd only, because Kerry had only one forward up there, Cork were sucked out the pitch as well, you know, getting further out the middle, trying to get their own scores, and, and they're just a byproduct of the sending off was there was just more space mm. in there that when they did counter attack. There was ages of, of room for kicking ball into Clifford or for O'Brien to carry it. Um, yeah, go on. No, I just think that Kerry would really suit a counter attacking uh, game. Not like. Uh, with the player personnel yeah not yeah. not 14 men behind the ball mm. <clears throat> there's be nothing wrong with leaving three players up all the time in some sort of uh, triangle formation up front doesn't really matter but uh, they've got loads of outlet mm-hmm. you know they've got loads of pace coming out of that defence so they probably would but the, the, what we're talking about here is well, I hope we're talking about reality that's not going to happen under Peter Keane I don't believe that no. that's going to happen so uh when I say that he's pretty fixed on and set on what he wants to do, I think what he wants to do is similar to what happened the other night. Only he wants individuals to be better, and I don't think they're going to be. We're going to see a big sea change uh, coming from the Cork game into the Super Eights. No, you're probably right, but you know what? I just when you said it there, it came into my head. I was in Tyrone or in um, Killarney for their first National League game. Were you, were you there this year against yeah, Tyrone? And they actually, it was actually they played about 15 men behind the ball yeah. for a lot of the game, and people left the game wondering, "Geez, was this the new? Was this the new kind of carry?" So maybe you know, maybe it is something that they can they can reflect on. I'm sure Saturday nights, the evidence of Saturday night will will certainly give them enough to ponder defensively that they need to make some kind of alterations, and and that's. Like I said, if that's if that's good enough to come out of the game, that's, um, just that's put, something. Just to put it on the record, though, Mike, would you... I mean, look, let's face it. I suppose every year a Kerry person goes into a season with something but you know between hope and expectation, you know, depending on what, what's at their disposal mm-hmm. in terms of getting as far as September. Do you think realistically that in terms of winning in All-Ireland... Kerry people are beginning to look now at 2020 more than 2019. That's not being defeatist. I'm just saying, do you think that the gap where Dublin are 
where Kerry are at the moment, that it's really too big of a, of a, a gap to make up this summer? Yeah, if you're being realistic, I think so. I think so. I think the, I think these games have highlighted a, a fragility at the back, which which you get by against Cork. But I'm not sure that that's going to get you by against like you. You don't seem as high as I am on Donegal. I I, I think Donegal, who, who Kerry are going to see in the Super Eights group, are a team that are going to ask unbelievable questions of them. You know, in in a defensive sense because of you know Jamie Brennan and Murphy and um, McFadden and, and McBrearty and these guys. Like you're talking about personnel, you got to find a body to put on each of these guys, and then worry about you know Hugh McFadden coming from the middle of the field or, or Ryan McHugh coming from half back, you know. And and I think that's that's where Kerry need to be you now. They need to find solutions defensively, get that right, and then whether it's this year or next year, then you're 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 layering on top of it and try and go ahead. But you know, they're the questions to be answered. At least it's good you know the the questions in June, so you can try and solve them in July, I suppose. No, I I agree. You know, I I do. I, it's not that I'm not completely gone on Donegal, but uh, I'm just you're not. No, you're not. You're not. I'm not. No, you're I'm not. I'm not completely gone on Donegal. But the reason why I'm not completely gone on Donegal is I still think that they have to be tested. But you're talking about right. We talking. We've spent a lot of time in Ulster talking about the emergence of Jamie Brennan and how McBrady has come back reinvigorated. But you know one of the one of the key players that they found is Stephen McManaman. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Matty Donnelly wiped out of the game completely. Uh, Martin Reilly non-existent in the game yesterday. I didn't think Stephen McManaman. I watched Stephen McManaman now for three years. I didn't think he had that in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've obviously seen something of him in training, and now he's on the, the uh, oppositions. If not the uh, the first man, the second yeah. uh, second. Uh, down the lane and I think uh, in particular on what he did on Matty Donnelly physically and uh, and how tight and robust he is how quick he is on the ball and you know what I love about him you know what we've been talking this morning about t- oh, traditional cornerbacks he will never shoot he gets into an he gets into an area you just get to him if I was a if I was corner forward, I'd just go here's Steve McMahon. I'm going to get to him because I'm going to get an easy pass off him. I'll be able to turn and kick it over the bar because he does what old style cornerbacks have done for thirty years. Now we've got it. It's not just in Kerry. There's there's cornerbacks all over the country, and like boys like Conor Mina are not helping kicking balls <laughs> over the bar with <laughs> outside, their, of, the outside of their yeah. right boot, yeah. and then yesterday with outside of his left, left boot. Yeah. That's not helping at all if we're looking for <laughs> cornerbacks. I'd, uh, like you were saying that uh, Donegal haven't been tested, and maybe they haven't been tested. But when I look at Donegal now, I kind of say, like, how would you beat them? Like you're talking about, if you were to play Kerry now in the morning, I guarantee you everyone's got to say, just run at them defensively. But if someone said to me, how would you beat Donegal at the moment? I actually don't know. Like, I don't know how you tackle them because I just think they're strong everywhere, all over the pitch. They have a fierce, strong panel. Obviously, they haven't been tested, like, but. Like, how do you how would you beat a Donegal at the moment? I'm not so sure. Like, well, I think we've seen the template from Fermanagh because they matched up lake for lake with them, and if they had it a bit more quality, could have tucked them out. Um, you know, yeah, Donegal- that, that, that quality is the thing, though. Now, like Fermanagh, Fermanagh are doing that because they're trying to they're trying to stay in a game and they're not trying to get a shellacking. Whereas Donegal can do that and now they break on you and they're kicking scores for fun and, and they're creating goal chances that's the quality is, is the so, difference obviously yeah, this sounds strange but if Tyrone played them next week I wouldn't be so sure that Donegal would beat them because Tyrone 
from the Donegal game to last week have gone back to basics. They've yeah. gone back to what have the, what they've done. That's not going to win them in All Ireland, no. but it, but it probably would beat Donegal. Do you know what I'm intrigued about Roisin as well? Roisin is um, hey, sorry, sorry, Tony. Sorry, <laughs> hang on no, a no. second. No, hang on. Sorry, no. You're are you telling me if Tyrone played Donegal next week? Well, maybe the you, week after. Oh, <laughs> like, I'll give you a break. I can't. I can't. I can't let that slide. That's yeah. that's that's heinous stuff. Yeah. Tyrone, who did Tyrone beat yesterday? Oh, I was going to say Antrim or someone. So they beat Longford, and you're saying they're going back to basics. They're hitting Cahill Machine, and he's he's no 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 no. What I'm talking about is their defensive shape, and that's where where they lost out against uh, Donegal. They didn't know what, what they're doing. They didn't know if they were pushing up. They didn't know if they were sitting off. Give them another week. They'd present. Uh, first thing they would do is present Donegal with their own kickouts and and take them from the halfway line or. Or, or further down and I think that's the way to beat Donegal the template was there with Fermanagh and just you need that extra little bit of quality and there's teams in that final eight that have that extra little bit of quality I'd like to see them against the Roscommon or somebody as well you've been involved uh, I could, they, could, they, could, they could come back and prove me completely wrong but I'm just saying that I, I've seen them and they can be te- they can yeah. be got at big time in terms of the dynamic and the chemistry Oisín um I'm really intrigued. Declan Bogue wrote a piece for us there uh, about Stephen Rochford's impact in Donegal. And I'm actually as interested almost in Declan Bonner's thinking in terms of bringing him in. Obviously, no ego involved there, which is a big thing, you know, because let's face it, everybody wants to be the man in charge. And for Bonner to actually bring in Rochford Mm -hmm. in the first place, I think is massive kudos. But it must also be really interesting for Rochford with no disrespect now to the Mayo forward line to now be working with mm-hmm. the type of attacking talent he's got above in Donegal yeah and I I, I don't know uh, you know I'm, I don't have any first-hand information but uh, it's very interesting before Donegal take the pitch that Stephen Rochford's on the pitch 20 minutes beforehand he's the person who lays out the cone he's the person who's dictating the warm-up and the warm-up yesterday uh you compare compare the two warm ups, okay, and it's the sort of warm up like I don't know about you guys, but the warm up that I like is to keep players thinking, not straight lines, not you know, not just covering ground for the sake of covering ground. It's all intricate. It's it's not too intricate, but it's it's keeping players thinking, and the movement has to be good, and you can see where the movement from the inside forwards is coming from, and uh, an interesting thing he did before they played. Uh, Tyrone was that whenever he laid out the cones, he just went a couple of metres just over the halfway line. And when they come out, Donegal just looked bigger. Mm-hmm. They, were, they, were, they were covering a bigger area. A wee bit of psychology. Like, it wasn't something that I was expecting from Stephen Rochford, but uh, he just stole a couple of yards. And they just looked bigger and, you know, they were covering a vast space. And they just were very impressive the way they come out. And... Uh, you know they're they're a, they are a physical. You know, you're talking about cock and the shape that they're in. Like you'd be very impressed with the shape that Donegal are in, also. But it's a it's a it's a good it's a fair point though that, like everybody now is even here. Like we're talking, but we're giving Rochford credit for for the way that Donegal are playing, and like Bonner surely knew 
you know, if I bring this guy in, I'm I'm now sharing. I'm I'm giving. It's a little bit like Donny Buckley coming to Kerry. You know, he's going to get credit if they're playing well, yeah. and if they're not playing well, it's going to be Banner's fault because he's he's the manager. So I, I I just think the guy deserves huge huge credit. Like that was a brave brave egoless thing to do and and like nobody knows the dynamic of what's going on in terms of the coaching or who's deciding the way they're playing or what's happening but it's working like it's 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 really really working and you know Kevin we thought was going to give him a bit of a rattle in that ultra final and they probably did with the scoreline but it wasn't it wasn't wasn't yeah Um, but geez they're they're you know despite O'Sheen's doubts about him I I don't know I think I think they're they're, they gotta be number two if you're putting a pecking order right now, Donica, like Dublin, obviously, and then and then I think they're two, and everybody else is is a long way back to three. Yeah, I'd I'd have met number two at the moment as well. Um, obviously, I think Oshin probably know a bit more about him than I would, but from what I've seen so far this year, and I've seen him playing Cork in the league as well, um, they were poor in the first half, but I just saw enough from in the second half what they did to win that game. You know, probably. Just did enough to win the game. Uh, I just I, I felt that they're uh, overall they're a good, strong, solid team, big, strong men, but they can also play football. And uh, I'd have met number two. I met Michael Murphy O'Sheen. Do you remember the National League game, Mike, in Tralee, a couple of years ago? Kerry and Donegal, massively feisty affair. Do you remember oh, yeah. it was really, really yeah. like it was, I think was it twenty eighteen. 17 or 18? 17, I'd say. But yeah. you know, there's a petrol station just outside the ground there in mm-hmm. Tralee, just on the left, you know, the small little one outside the Horn Centre. And yep. all the Donegal boys were in uh, there afterwards and they were just getting a few bits. And, and I was kind of observing Murphy. I don't know Murphy at all, Oshin, but um, like, I just got the sense that there's no ego about the guy. You know, that he was actually standing back. I saw him actually interacting with the shop assistant. Like, he was really kind of quiet and respectful. And I know you say to yourself, okay, so you're going to judge a guy's personality <laughs> on him buying a pack of chewing gum in a shop or something like that. No, you're not. But I'm just, when I see him, Oshin, on the pitch, and I see then the difference between him when he actually goes out. I mean, talk about having your, you know, you used to talk about Roy Keane and Alex Ferguson. Talk about having your leader on the pitch or, you know, your manager, sorry, on the pitch. He just seems to be one of those guys. You're talking about Dunnick about the power rankings, Dublin one, Donegal two. If we were actually doing our power rankings in terms of footballers in the country at the moment, I mean Murphy has to be and has been in the top three. Would you agree, or am yeah. I wrong on that? You would have a better yeah, sense no, of him. And not even that, just the importance of him. <clears throat> but there's a, there was one incident that happened just right at the end of the game yesterday. <clears throat> and the thing is, when 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 Donegal are really really on top. Murphy tends to leave the young boys to it, and he he tends to pass it on. He he only sort of takes responsibility if he thinks the game is in the Mountain Pop, but he's happy to just do his job otherwise. But there was one incident just right at the end of the game. Kevin put a kick out up, uh, and he just he held off two players, and he let McFadden go up and catch the ball, and he just trotted back into his uh, his sweeper role at that stage. And yeah. it's just it is it's all very very selfless. I mean. They, Selfless, they, like, yeah. they yeah. absolutely adore him. The players adore him. There's players who are playing alongside him who adore him in the way that they probably adored. Like I have a seven-year-old who adores his, uh, his cousin playing inter-county football and he'll move on and he'll adore some. But these guys are playing along with him and they absolutely adore, they adore him and they, they, they know that it's, it's genuine. You know it's genuine. Yeah. And I think that's... Uh, if I was giving him any sort of, you know, if I was giving him kudos, I'd be giving him kudos for the way he reacted in the last five minutes in that game. 
Do you know what I mean? Not in you know the, in the free kicks he kicked or you know the leadership he, sh- he shows on on a number of occasions, but just a little incident like that. If I was in that change room, I'd be that'll be part of my video. That'll be part of my highlight reel in the video. I'd be just saying, guys, you know the game's almost up or six points up. This man still feels the need to be to go and, and do stuff like this, and that just for me yesterday. Five minutes left in the game. That just that just mm. sums up the sort of character that he is. But the players around him adore him. And did you did you see him in the shop afterwards or anything? Or <laughs> he didn't. I've seen him on the sideline. I've I've managed against him on the sideline, and that's we'll have another com- that's another podcast completely because he likes winning. Mm. Yeah, I but like, winning. like his 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 physicality though around it. Like he, he he was putting in tackles yesterday with his two arms out by his side. He wasn't making any contact with his arm. And he's dropping guys. He's he's sending guys five yards backwards, and that kind of stuff. I I, I love that stuff there. You know, you, you pick out something like that where he's he's just he's holding a guy off and, and and allows somebody else to shine or to to flourish in that situation because, like those things don't show up on a on a stat sheet. And you're not talking about how many points he kicked or frees he won. They're the, they're the, they're the small. Like even even going back to the defensive stuff that we were talking about earlier with with Kerry, like. You talk about the likes of Tom Sullivan and these guys in the corner. They would have been selfish defenders. Like you, you mentioned it there about how you knew if you made a run, they were going to follow you, Dunica. And and like other teams and stuff like that. Now, like Michael Murphy, they'll go so far, but then they'll they'll make sure they're watching to see can I get over and help somebody else. And even if it is my man ends up kicking the score, we'll be a better team unit because of it. And like you can't buy that kind of stuff. Like that selfless work from your leaders just spreads then throughout the entire group. Really, you know. Um, Who's the number three ranked team in the country right now? Um, it's probably got to be Mayo or Kerry, maybe. Uh, I would say the same. Uh, Kerry or Mayo by default and by lack of alternatives. Re- real alternatives. And you know what? I would put Donegal in that category as well. I put them all into the same category. I put uh, the. the Donegal, the Tyrone, the uh, Mayo, Roscommon, Kerry, you put all them into the same in the same bracket. No. Did you did you <laughs> did you put Donegal in the same category as Kerry? Remember, I've been up very, very early. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm delighted Kerry. If if Kerry are in the same category as Donegal, I'm 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 really happy about that. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's like okay, here's another one from left field. Dublin are gonna get undone eventually, Donica. It may, no, no, you can shake your head, and the way it's going to happen is it's not going to be it's not going to be one of those ones where it's an All Ireland final in front of eighty thousand people. I think if Dublin get undone, they get undone in a day in a semi final where there's you know a slap across the head, referee goes with a red card, they're down to fourteen men, they get into a dog fight and they get caught. McConville now is shaking his head there since I started talking. He doesn't see them getting done for what next two or three years. I still. They're way ahead of the rankings, but I still am not giving it a situation where let's just let's just move on to twenty twenty. I'm genuinely I still oh, believe no I still believe that there's enough going on out there in the GA orbit to make this you know to make it less than certain. And you cannot you cannot um, what's the word I'm looking for? You cannot uh, f- factor in the percentage that you know that is. Psychologically, Mike, five in a row, closing in on history, tightening up, starting to actually do what, you know, we don't need to be reminded of what happened in 82 yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like So, Oshin, 
you've no romance, number one. Number two, I genuinely think there's too many human elements at play here for us to say, let's wipe it out. First thing is my wife would say different, but um, (laughs) the worst thing that could happen, you're right, okay, you're right in one regard. The worst thing that could happen would be for Dublin to get beat in the Super 8. That would be the worst yeah, thing that, yeah. that could happen. So there is for an everybody o- else. Yeah, there yeah. is an opportunity of uh, somebody catching them in. I don't think Dublin are where they once were at, but I think everybody else has, mm-hmm. has regressed a little bit. Um, and I think if Donegal were to finish in the semi, that's that's where the possibility lies. But uh, like if if Dublin play Kerry in a, in the semi final of an All Ireland, the, there's only one winner, and the real. Uh, the biggest element I find in this is is again going back to the last uh, ten fifteen minutes of the game when the teams are tired, bringing players on, they're not a hundred percent sure if they're going to improve things when they bring it on. But because somebody's tired, they're coming on, uh, they're replacing them. Whereas when Dublin come on, like you seen even yesterday, Team Rock come off, to, he come on, he, he could have finished one four. Yeah. You know, he was only on for what? Was he 12, 15 months, something like that? Yeah, but are we not being a little simplistic, Mike? Kind of thinking, okay, what the Kerry we saw on Saturday night would necessarily be the Kerry that would play Dublin, you know, later on in the season. I mean, you have to, you know, I mean, I know the personnel involved in that Kerry backroom team. Like, there's good coaches, like from Jason McGahan to Donny Buckley to Tommy Griffin to Peter himself. You know, I mean, they're not stupid people. I mean, they're not going to actually play like they did in Parky Cueve. They're going to set up differently. There is the personnel issue we addressed it earlier. There's no doubt about that. Systematically, you'd like to think they'd actually come up with something different. Midfield-wise, I think, and Mike, I think you agree with this because we've discussed it before, you actually get more out of Jack Barry. You'll get more out of Jack Barry against the Dublin than you will out against the Cork because Jack Barry is actually better, funny enough, going backwards Brian Fenton, you know, he's, he's made... Like, I don't think it's a good thing that Jack Barry has made his reputation on keeping Brian Fenton yeah, quiet, yeah. you know. And Adrian Spillane, for me, has got to be looking at that and saying to himself, like, you know, i got to have a chance here. But there are particular circumstances, if Kerry were to play Dublin, that you'd like to think Kerry would set up in a different way and it wouldn't be the Kerry you saw on Saturday No, and I, and I think that's, like... This is the the point I'm kind of like really happy about from Saturday night from Kerry's perspective is this game like we've long enough given out about the fact that Kerry haven't got a test in Munster and then you arrive at a quarter final uh, against Down in 2010 and you get beat or, or into you know last year with Galway now you know now you know and and now you got to make adjustments and 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 change things up and of course they're going to improve but the problem is I don't think Dublin are going to stand still where they are either they're they're going to try and push on and they've got the same coaching and and you know drive to get better but it's just you know, like anything can happen in in sport, and that's why it's not played on on paper. Like you look at, I'm a basketball guy. You look at the the Golden State Warriors. Over they had you know three three superstars, three guys that would will probably finish in the top fifty to ever play the game. One guy blows out an Achilles, another guy tears a hamstring. Not that you're hoping for anybody to get injured, but anything can happen, and they go and lose the finals to Toronto, a team that won their first ever NBA finals. So sport, sport, like it, that's why we play the games on the field. It's not something that we can talk about in a room and say we can write this off to 2020. Donegal, Kerry, Mayo, everybody that we're giving no hope to, like all they need is a day like yesterday when Meath 
Mead just didn't play at all yesterday. Mm. Like Dublin were terrible in that first half. It was the worst I've seen them play in a long time. And like when that surface is greasy, Dunica, like it's like it's like trying to put a golf ball down a windscreen. You can't get a ball to stop or have control of the ball. And like there, that was a day yesterday. If they were playing somebody better than Mead, where they could have genuinely got a right rattle. Yeah, look, Dublin are probably are up there, they're number one at the moment. But like. I could like I could really see Donegal, Kerry, or Abeo, you know, like Kerry will improve, like guaranteed they will improve, and hopefully Cork will improve too. Like they have improvements to make too. But I'm just saying, we'll say the top three or four that we've named, like they will adjust to play Dublin, and like like if Dublin in an, let's say it's a semi-final or a final if Dublin aren't maybe 90% added or whatever they could be caught and you just don't know they might have an off day and the other team might have a might get a goal or come off the crossbar and some fellow thought happening and they'll just get a bit of momentum with 10, 20 minutes to yeah. go but looking at what we've seen so far you would be hoping that Dublin will have a little bit of an off day and whoever they're playing in the semi-final or final will be having one of these awesome days Like so that's what it probably will take and and that's that's a possibility. That's why we played again. That's a possibility. Who, yeah, who like we, we, we saw lads the third round qualifier draw um this Monday morning and you know, two really standout games. Um Oshin, your own county, going well at the moment. I mean, ended Malachur O'Rourke's reign. I don't think in fairness we should let this go by yeah. either without acknowledging I know them. I'm looking. I'm. 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 I've pages two and three of this morning's examiner open, and I'm looking at Eamon Fitzmaurice's picture. And I know because I've discussed it with with Eamon many times. He was a huge fan of Malachy O'Rourke. Did it just get to a stage, Oshin, in the end, where, as you said, like you know, a certain voice will only last, and a certain way will only last so long with a certain team. Yeah, and I think uh, the great thing about Malachy is that he's recognised that. Do you know what I mean? And that he's left, and I genuinely think he's left for those reasons, for the good of the team. That I think there is a, t- a period of transition in Monon now. But like the people who are writing off Monon saying, like even Monon supporters, right, coming out of the game the other day, and, and you know, we'll, we'll not be back for five years, we'll not be at the. Monon underage structure is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And the players that they are producing year on year is phenomenal. They've a good under twenty team. They've had good under twenty teams. They've had uh, good minor teams, um, and they'll conti- they will continue to produce players. And there's lots and lots of young players who are just on the cusp of making that panel. There will be a few boys who will go. Desi, uh, Moan probably go. Vinny, uh, Corey. Corey will probably go. Um, there's one more that was on the top. Of me, there's a possibility of uh, Drew Wiley. I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, but. Monaghan are, are, will be okay. They will be okay. They're just stale at the minute. And, and you know, somebody coming in with a fresh voice, if that person is the right person. Mm. Uh, it's it's a seven, pl- was he there seven years? Seven years, Seven years yeah. is a long yeah, time. Yeah, it is, it's, it's but, like, he, he really maxed out with, with what that squeezed county. Squeezed the last oh, drop. Absolutely. Squeezed the last drop. And just, made them relevant, you know. Just, for Mike, for people who are obviously, you know, thinking of my young fella who might only be getting up at about two o'clock today, like, just for the draw, like... So Leash got Offaly, uh, Clare got Westmeath, Armagh got Mayo, and Kildare got Tyrone. I mean, Armagh Mayo, 
people will look at Kildare Tyrone, but for me, Armagh Mayo oh, yeah. is without a doubt the tie of that round. And, and I wish it was Armagh Mayo, but it's Mayo Armagh. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? So, and I think that you wouldn't believe the, the relevance and, and the difference that make. It would have been absolutely brilliant if we had to get them up at home, and plus that would have been two trips north in a in the space of uh, six or seven days, which would have been great as well. But uh, I watched Armagh against Monaghan the other night. It, it, difficult to judge again because you know Monaghan just just having hit the heights this year um, but Armagh were good mm-hmm. Armagh were good and sort of by default we'll get, I believe we're getting to our best team uh, we've had a few injuries and the boys who've come in have done well uh, we have a we have a definite structure to what we're doing and they seem to have erred on the side of attack mm-hmm. um, uh, we have Brendan Donaghy who just plays sweeper and it's and the two wing forwards who walk back, and it's as uncomplicated as that. We shipped 23 points playing that way against Cavendish, and that's still in the back of my mind. And when we finished the game, we talked about the goal opportunities we missed and not the 23 points that we conceded. So uh, we looked a lot tighter mm-hmm. uh, the last day because Donaghy was back in, having missed the, uh, that, that game. And it's no coincidence that him being out and us conceding 23 points him back in the other night and we looked a lot more solid defensively we give a goal away a scrappy goal away towards the end of the game but going forward we're as good as anybody I think you know mm-hmm. we can we can cause serious amount of problems I think Andrew Morning looks as if he's out Neil Grimley probably out as well but we have replacements there's great young lads Jason Duffy I've never heard of him uh, I've been looking him to get him some game time he eventually got some game time again because of the fact that I suppose we lost a lot of players through injury the other night, um, a few players tearing towards the end of the game. He got some game time. He's massive, and you know what he does? He's like we talk about old school defenders. He's an old school forward. He gets the ball, and he kicks it over the bar. Yeah, like uh, just going back, Mike, to, and Donica can handle this one. Like just going back to Ronan McCarthy, where we started. And, you know, would probably feel he didn't get a, much of a break Saturday night in terms of Anthony Nolan and the referee and this kind of stuff. But he's driving to work this morning. I know he's a secondary school principal, but I think he's actually still at work, believe it or not, the end of June. And he's driving to work this morning and he's listening to that draw. And you got to say, Dunica, he's thinking to himself, OK, now we have a chance. You know, because let's face it, he's a 50-50 chance of getting the winners of Clare Westmead or the winners of Leash Offley. Yeah, um, it's as probably, um, well, I won't say as good as you can hope for, but look, let's be realistic. It's better than playing a Tyrone or a Mayo. Um, and I just hope that they might get a bit of luck in the in the qualifiers because they haven't got any luck in the last few years. Mm-hmm. But um, just back to Ronan, one good thing I saw after the match, I saw it on Twitter or something, um, someone obviously asked him about the referee, um, and he didn't acknowledge it or, or nothing. He said nothing about it, and it's just something I I I've heard a lot of people giving out about him uh, over the last few days. But like, if it seeps into the camp inside in Cork, we're going to be under pressure because f- players will start feeling f- sorry for themselves, and it's hard to get that out of your thinking. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, you know, they they could have they could have beaten Kerry. You know, m- maybe they could. But like, look, let's be realistic. Kerry missed goal chances too, not just Cork. Um, and I think if the players leave that seep into their thinking over the next couple of weeks, like tomorrow night, Tuesday night, they're back training. It's so, so important that that's a good session. And they're just like packed the weekend. they got a good game under their belt. The confidence is, I know they got people, the confidence is high enough with them. Um, I was impressed with a lot of 
their, we'll say, uh, rookies, let's say, Matty Taylor, Lima Donovan, Killian O'Hanlon, I thought they were outstanding. And I think that these guys need to drive that on now and forget about what happened Saturday night. And uh, I was impressed. Well, when I saw that thing, someone asked uh, Ronan about the referee and he just didn't uh, talk about the referee at all. And I think that's the way we need to go forward. No, no, he's a real, like in fairness, he's a real no excuses type of guy. I mean, he's just, this is it. It's black and white. We didn't win, you know. And you could see, in fairness, Mike, even when he did come into the press room afterwards, and I know he'd already done his RTE interview at that stage, like, you could see, like, that he, you know, the shoulders were slumped. Like, you know, it it wasn't kind of like, oh, look, aren't we great that we gave Kerry a run for it? You know, I think he used the word regret I'd say maybe a half a dozen times because I just think he'd come from a dressing room that was full of regret um, and that it kind of said to itself like, you know, you're right, Dunnake, it would have required, you know, a few things to fall for them. But it was it was one of those ones where they could have gone straight into the Super 8s. Everybody was talking about they have two chances to get into the Super 8s. would have been nice if they'd actually gone straight in. But I do think, look, and we don't know what way the balls are going to come out of the bag next week or whatever like that, but I suppose what it does mean now at this stage is that they have an opportunity. They see now, as you said, the best, let's face it, and I'm not being disrespectful to the other four, but Oshin, the best four teams left on that side of the qualifier draw are paired with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so that is going to, that is really going to open it up for someone. But yeah, absolutely. And, and they'll, they'll have a chance, of course, they'll have a chance. And if the big, the big challenge for Ronan McCarthy and for, for all those car players is harnessing the momentum that they're going to get from, from, from Saturday night. Mm. Like there's no, point, there's no point putting in a massive performance against Kerry and then going out in, in, in the next qualifier game as, they have, as has happened in the past and you fall flat and don't perform and you lose the game. Like if, if they're serious about what they're doing and, and, and they want to harness this and push on to the Super 8s, They've got to just, whoever they get, it doesn't matter. They're capable, if they play like they played on Saturday night, they're actually capable of winning that game, whoever it is. Mm. And I think that's got to be their attitude. And, and Cork have fallen into this trap before of, of bitching about referees and decision-making, or decisions that, that have gone against them. Like, and it's great, that, and, and I saw the same thing, Ronan McCarthy just moved past that. And, and, it, was, and it, was, it was the perfect response because like, that's a crutch and it's only, it's only nonsense to be giving out about a couple of decisions that go against you, no matter how big or how crucial they were. Like, how many mistakes did the Cork players make on the night? Like, how many goal chances, you know, Mark Collins, Rory Dean, how many chances could they have, you know, others had to score goals or make better decisions inside there? So, like, when we're bitching about refereeing decisions costing us a game, which, which they didn't do, obviously, but it just takes all the responsibility away from your own players and it's like you're cutting the legs from under them and eventually... Become so dependent, absolutely, you know, and 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 that's a trap that Cork have fallen into in the past, and it's it's good that they have got a figurehead who's obviously you know like it happened, pushing past. It them. happened. Uh, is it 2015? Was it? Uh, in uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that's right. No, the well, no, but the, well, the, the penalty, penalty. The penalty. Like yeah. uh, like. Um, as a team, we we try to forget about it, but there was just a lot of people out about it. That it wasn't ability, it wasn't ability. Like that penalty was given twenty minutes into the game. Like yeah. there was still forty minutes left to go. So like, uh, it's just something that I, I think that we got caught in before, and I just hope that uh, just like to be fair, I, I'm not saying Ronan certainly has dismissed it, and the players I would imagine are too. Like, but it's just the public. A few people have been on about it, and they just can't. Uh, they can't listen to that. Like. Mike, because you're the fastest of the four of us on your feet and always were, 
Do you like that? Do you like that? What are you laughing at? What I'm going to say to you is we know four of the last eight now in the championship. Yep. Who are the other four? I know, you, you, I know you're saying, you know, well, that depends on the draw. But all things considered, looking at form, looking at what's out there, you know, of the, of the remaining teams left other than the ch- provincial champions, who do you foresee coming through? Um, I, I like Cork. I like Cork's chances. I really do, depending, obviously, the draw is going gonna, is gonna to dictate a lot. But I think they have, they have a chance. Um, what other way are we going to go? Are Cavan going to make it? No, Oshin says no. Um, Mayo, see, I, I, I'm. It's Tony. You got to ask me that next week, man. I, I, I can't, You can't. You can't go pulling out these teams now. Roscommon. Roscommon are obviously going to make it. They're already there. Tyrone. <laughs> Kerry will definitely make it. Uh, I don't know, Tony. I couldn't tell you. Have a stab, Oshin. I go Tyrone, Mayo, Galway. Something from left field. Like you're obviously saying so that you're obviously saying that Mayo beat Armagh. Yeah. The fact that it's in Castlebar. Yeah. Uh Tyrone Mayo, Meath and Meath. Did one? you say Meath? Yeah, what was the last one I said? Galway. Galway. Why not Meath, Mike? Yesterday. Why why not Meath? Jesus, should sure those guys can't get off the floor. That was that was that was the most embarrassing humiliation that like Andy McEntee has done a great job in Meath and they've played great football to get to that point but my god like they they just that was a complete crumbling four points one point after 30 something minutes I, I can't the, see him lifting the themselves good, well the only good thing is that we, every one of us in this room could have told them that two weeks ago so I'm, I'm pretty sure they were prepared for it so they can prepare them, for it and move on told them that they were going to get one point after 30 something minutes doesn't really matter they're going to get they were going to get nailed at it anyway but you didn't think they were going to be that bad no honestly in the first half yeah I didn't, actually didn't think Dublin would be that bad either yeah you know so like really and truly like the result was going to be the result because <laughs> <coughs> Dublin could have blown them away in the first half yeah but I, I think the result between Kerry and Cork was probably always going to be the result too but the big difference is Cork got a performance and now they're going to take confidence and momentum out of that performance whereas if Meade had made any shape and at least you know been like like they scored one point in the first half and they were only four down at half time like if they had done anything at all at least they could have taken something forward a bit of positivity out of it whereas they were left they're left in tatters they'll still be in the same boat as Cork will be they'll be looking for <coughs> Meade or we'll be looking for Leash or Clare or West Meade or Offaly you know, that's the way it's going to be. They'll be looking for one of them. And if they do, fancy them strongly to go through. Jeez. Um, I'll go with Tyrone, Mayo, Cork and... Go all the way. Cavan. Yeah. I, I, I Just on form, and I suppose I was asking it, lads, purely on form, um, I think Galway will take something. I mean, they were shocking. I thought they were shocking in the Connacht final. They were really poor. You've you've got to hope and expect that they're going to bring something else to the table. I genuinely do believe when you look at a Cork, you are actually looking at the draw. Um, I'm a, I, am I right in saying, I know we were discussing this earlier, Donica, those last round goes, are they, are they neutrals or home mm. and away? Neutral, they're neutral. Neutral, yeah. And yeah. No, no repeat parents. No, yeah. So, I, I, I think... Given what Cork Mike did, 
I, I really, you know, I'm trying to think who would Cork draw, who would beat them, definitely. That's what I'm saying. I don't necessarily agree with you, by the way, about Mayo Armagh. I think Mayo are... I still think there's a vulnerability about Mayo. Oh, they're teetering there. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really I, do. I, I do agree. I just think down there it's going to be really difficult. But and by the way, nobody's mentioned the fact that Tyrone have to go to Newbridge. You know, I mean, say what you want about Kildare, and let's let's face it, people say plenty about them. But like, I heard people talking about that this was a banana skin the weekend, like going up to Antrim and that they could, you know, dodgy ground and dodgy this well, was, and dodgy. I was, I was at it and I thought it was dodgy ground for them, but they just dismissed them. Yeah, they blew them away. Put up 25 points or something, did they? 125. Yeah. 125. So, like, Tyrone, you know, we're talking about Tyrone done a cabine and I, I'm not even certain Tyrone will be in the draw for the last round of the qualifiers. That's my point either. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and but you can't trust Kildare because you just don't know what's going to come with them. You know, they can be, they can. They can blow them away last week, and, and this week they, you know, they can struggle to, to yeah. put two passes together. So they're just hard. They're hard to know. They're yeah. hard to know what to do. And since Keane O'Neill took over, it's the way they've been. They've been very erratic, and probably long before that. But um, there's even t- there's only two. From what I can see this morning, as there's only two teams in the country we can trust, and Oshin McConville doesn't even think one of those is trustable. And and you know he's probably not a big fan of Dublin either. But anyway, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, as always guys you can listen on YouTube or on YouTube on iTunes SoundCloud or irishexaminer.com forward slash podcast and Larry says to make sure you leave a rating and review and if you don't agree with Oshie and you make sure you tell him on that if Donegal are a better team than he makes out you let him know thanks for listening deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.